Welcome back to Books by Chapters. My name is Jerry Davis, and today we'll be looking at Factfulness Chapter 2, The Negativity Instinct, the mega misconception that the world is getting worse. Jerry, we're going to Grandma's house. Not again. This is the worst. Not that I dislike the place or anything. It's always peaceful at Grandma's place. What I dislike was the trip. I remember grudging and cursing fate as I go and get on the pickup truck. Might as well be sailing on a small boat in a stormy sea. On we go to the rough roads, dust everywhere. You think that it's just an unpaved road, right? When I say rough, I mean rough. There are all these rocks popping out of the road and it feels like turbulence for two straight hours. Like someone with a jackhammer was drilling through the car. All I can hear was the clanking of the trunk. And we are traveling for like 10 kilometers an hour. It's so long that you can't sleep through the trip. That was about 10 years ago. Now the road is paved. Now driving there feels like flying an airplane. We're just cruising through. Looking back 10 to 20 years ago. Just on top of your head. How many improvements, be it big or small, do you remember taking place? I bet you have a Santa's list. Do you think the world is getting better, getting worse, or staying about the same? Well, they surveyed 30 countries with the same question, and the overwhelming majority said the world is getting worse. To quote Hans Rosling, the majority of people think the world is getting worse. No wonder we all feel stressed. End quote. Let's be factful about this. Why do we think this way? The negativity instinct. Our tendency to notice the bad more than the good. This instinct is behind the second mega misconception. Things are getting worse. It's just that as human beings, we act to the most dramatic things, you know. And these dramatic scenes are mostly negative. House burning, car accidents, etc. This particular instinct is intensified by what I call the invisible progress. Incremental progress is so small and it takes so long, years, decades, before we start to notice the difference. And such events aren't newsworthy, which makes them even more hidden. It's like building a house. Wait for the paint to dry, all those tedious work. Then you lose it on a single night when a fire broke out. Now that's newsworthy. Forget about the small everyday progress you've done for the past year or so. That first time you put on a light bulb, right? We have to remember that good things happen over long periods of time. So they are unnoticed. While it only takes a few hours for the negative and dramatic things to happen. We must broaden our horizon to get an accurate picture. It takes looking back 10 to 20 years back to see how far we've come. The correct answer is C. Over the last 20 years, the proportion of people living in extreme poverty has almost halved. But in their online polls, only 10% got the answer right. 
However, in the year 1800, roughly 85% of humanity lived on level 1, extreme poverty. To think that 85% of humanity don't even have sandals, wore the same clothes for days, slept on the mud floor, no access to clean water, and that child labor was a thing. The average child in the United Kingdom started to work at 10. Now, it's hard to imagine that. Until 1966, extreme poverty was the rule, not the exception. In 2017, people in extreme poverty represent 9% of humanity, and we're waking our way to 0%. For those of you who's interested in the charts from the book, they are in the description. Fact question 4. What is the life expectancy of the world today? A. 50 years. B. 60 years. C. 70 years. I'm just going to parrot what he says here. Back in 1800, when Swedes starved to death and British children worked in coal mines, life expectancy was roughly 30 years everywhere in the world. That was what it had been throughout history. Amongst all babies who were ever born, roughly half died during their childhood. Most of the other half died between the ages of 50 and 70, so the average was around 30. End quote. Now, the average is 72 years. And he goes on to speedrun 16 things that are getting better, from electricity coverage, clean water, internet, harvest, literacy, and so on. And 16 bad things that are descending, like oil spills, expensive solar panels, children dying, <laughs> ozone layer, and so forth. Once again, links in the description. And that's the chapter for today. Next, we'll be looking at the straight line instinct, the myth of overpopulation. Stay curious. How to deal with a negativity instinct, bad and better. The key is not to balance the negative news with more good news. It's like balancing sugar with some salt. You get a catastrophe, and it's self-deceiving too. We want to view the world with facts, not filter out what we don't want to hear. Instead, recognize that things can be bad, yet better at the same time. Think of a premature baby in an incubator. Her health status is extremely bad, and her breathing, heart rate, and other important things are going haywire. After a week, her mother starts pouring her eyes as she sees her baby is getting a lot better. Does it make sense to say that the baby is getting better? You bet. Does it make sense to say the baby is in bad shape? Yes, absolutely. Saying things are getting better doesn't mean everything is fine. There's a lot of bad things in the world and we're not looking away from it. This is a callback to the gap instinct. Things can be bad and better at the same time. And that's the chapter for today. The next episode, we'll be looking at the straight line instinct and the myth of overpopulation. Stay curious.
And that's the chapter for today. Next, we'll be looking at the straight line instinct, the myth of overpopulation. Stay curious. Thank <music> you.